for another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. This is episode 32, first episode of uh, 2022, the great year of our Lord Pico, and I've got one of the greatest names in Star Citizen with me today, the legendary board gamer, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Still working off the, the New Year celebrations, I'm guessing. I am, yeah, as I, I previously told you, I'm still slightly hungover. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It was, a, it was a fun night, though. I hope you had a good time. Hope you had a, some good holidays, good Christmas and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was, it was stress-free for the most part, which is um, the, the first stress-free Christmas I've had in well, probably my whole life that I can remember. Well, I'm, I'm happy for that. Good. Good to hear, <laughs> man. Thank you. That is great. Um, it's been... It's been a year. 2021 was quite the year for a lot of different things. Star Citizen, though, had an, a very interesting year, and a great one, in my opinion, but also one with a, a few interesting tidbits. But before we get into Star Citizen, because today, for everybody who's coming and watching, um, it's going to be really all about Star Citizen. What's going on with it right now? What's the next year looking like? And what do you think about last year? But first, I kind of want to talk about Board Gamer yourself and the content you make because a lot of people know you on youtube they know the stuff that you make um many people come see your videos for the first time every week but you you obviously started somewhere did you start making stuff for star citizen uh so originally i started my channel i think i was doing um natural selection 2 diablo 3 and titanfall contents um it was just sort of games i was playing at the time um because I'd just come out of running um, and owning restaurants and, and bars and things. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's very stressful. Um, and I was like, I want to do something a bit less stressful. Um, and I um, yeah, just started sort of recording some gameplay stuff and messing around and, and trying to learn to edit. Um, something I've always been pretty poor at. But um, uh, And then uh, after having... A reasonable amount of success with Diablo 3 stuff, um, sort of guides from there. Uh, I sort of I just happened upon Star Citizen when I was thinking about doing some EVE Online content uh, and went, actually, this could be quite a big game, quite a big community, and I really like the idea of it. Um, so that's sort of how my foray into Star Citizen started. It was just a few little um, videos about, well, because I couldn't find any content creators really that were explaining Star Citizen in the way that I wanted it explained, which is what's going on with it, what is it, what's its goals, um, how is it going to get there, mm -hmm. uh, and then start talking about its funding and sort of break down its news. Um, obviously, there, there were the the Star Citizen uh, channels for that. They sort of had the um, uh, Wingman's Hangar and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, ten for the chairman um, and all that. Yeah, um, but then there was then there was quite a lot of that, and it was sort of like. Well, people would ask the same questions constantly and consistently mm -hmm. because, well, they hadn't watched the, the first episode of, of one of these things. So um, I just yeah started compiling uh, that information together and talking about it regularly and then trying to put it into context. Mm -hmm. That was my first um, sort of few videos. And then um, uh, I, for quite a while, I did a quite Nubify-esque um, crush the information down as small as possible. Yeah. But then I realized that I actually prefer to talk about a bit more of the context behind a lot of stuff and then put a few more of my thoughts in there. I don't think I overly bloat stuff hugely, but um, obviously it's not as not as compact as it could be anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I sort of I quite enjoy that style as it's evolved, maybe. 
Yeah. And so since then, it's felt like the content, like the, the formula has been able to remain the same because for whatever reason, you know, whether they choose to or not, CIG hasn't yet come up with a good way to, to keep that kind of information coming out in the way that you described so that people aren't asking the same questions over and over. Um, does it feel like you're mainly going for that same goal of just trying to package things up and explain it in ways that CIG doesn't necessarily hit with their own programming? Uh, maybe. And I think actually CIG have actually got pretty good at um, doing a lot of the news and stuff with Inside Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a, a load of information constantly being flung at you from lots of different sources, from Spectrum to Reddit, to yeah. uh, Inside Star Citizen to Star Citizen Live, to the roadmap updates, um, to the actual what's happening in an actual patch or an event. Um, so there's always things going on, and it's nice to have them compiled together or put in context, because um, obviously CIG have only got a limited amount of time they can dedicate to their own videos. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so I actually think that CIG have got better at it. But uh, f- for me, it just it allows me to make a a, a wider mix of content because mm-hmm. then I can sort of look at um, as they add more and more stuff and talk about more and more features. We can look at how that affects other features that they've got planned and how other ships are going to be affected by it. And and we can have that news content as well. Uh, but then there's a load of stuff we can do on the roadmap and talk about stuff and. And yeah. then we can actually analyze the business itself. And there's there's a huge amount going on constantly. And yeah, I do think CIG have got better at uh, sort of telling us about it. But um, there's always more that we can do as content creators to sort of share that information or put the news out. Yeah, yeah. I would say over the last couple of years, um, they've gotten much better at delivering content in different ways, like making these nice posts on Spectrum that have a lot of details or... Um, even putting out a, like an extra video here or there, making these nicer patch release videos and all that kind of stuff. It's been, been mm-hmm. good. And with that has come a lot more types of content creators and YouTubers. I mean, obviously, I started, I think, like two years ago, which was when I feel like things started to speed up a bit. But we've seen a lot more people coming in yeah. like the last year, maybe since then, with different types of content. Some of it's been more story or narrative based. Some of it is kind of more news oriented, um, like you would do. Do you see a shift in the type of content that's being made? Because as you said, now they're starting to talk more about like the the more interesting aspects of the game, like the 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 um, the actual game itself, and not those background systems. Do you? I, your... I see. What... Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I mean. There's constantly, a, as with all YouTube and all content, there's a constant sort of cycle and shift mm-hmm. and sort of like um, it's always going to change a bit. Uh, there's a lot more people making content than there originally used to be. Um, so we have a, a lot more variety for sure. Um, and I think there's a place for more and different content constantly. I'm not sure if I'm seeing a, a shift. What, what I was expecting to see is more machinima, to be honest. Um, and I, I see occasional machinima and I see some quite good. Um, Shinoa, but it, I, I thought there'd be a lot. Um, so I was sort of surprised about that. Okay. You think that's just because the, like things like FOIP and stuff haven't really kept up as much as people were hoping for that, for those features to come in? I don't know. I think the, the camera stuff's there and the, you can, you can bodge FOIP, uh, for, for, for camera work and for machinima, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked into why there isn't. Okay. Um, the, the, of the little machinimas and stuff that I've seen, that there's some, some absolutely fantastic ones, which proves it can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
I think that one of the things is, is when a good machinima starts, if you get a pilot or whatever, CIG hires or hire a load of the people that made it. I, I have that feeling. That um, is, after talking to a couple of groups, it seems like that people are looking for that. Maybe not hiring, but at least some, some form of a partnership that they know can continue going forward. Yeah. Anything I've seen has been good um, Star Citizen-wise, um, like uh, Trellian and stuff. They just... They got snapped up when they after they started <laughs> doing their their machinima. I was like, okay, right. well, it's a sort of shame, but it's cool, but it's also a shame for the yeah, community. Yeah, but they do that. CIG is very community focused, and we've seen over the years that they like to hire people out of the community who show the same passion for the game. Well, it makes sense. I yeah. mean, and they're going to need to hire a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially their new studios. So. Yeah, so. That's actually a great segue kind of for what I wanted to talk about, which is generally like where Star Citizen is now. This is such a loaded, such a loaded topic, because I feel like any point in the year you can ask this and you'll get half the community saying that it's like it's a a horrible place, like things are not going well. And the other half of community will be like, well, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that's coming up that I'm super excited about in this current gameplay. I think a good way of then discussing that is mm-hmm. like if you were an entirely new player jumping into Star Citizen now, what would you think? Okay. Because um, I think that 3.16 is in a pretty good place for accessibility and performance and stability. Right. Um, I'd say, but it's by far the most stable um, Star Citizen I've ever played version of it. Um, and uh, there's a, a good amount to do now and that I've got pretty good accessibility to all the missions without them breaking Mm -hmm. um so from a standpoint of how alpha is the game well it's the least alpha it's ever been i mean it's if they just packaged it up as a you know what we're just doing a a single star system obviously this is not what's happening go it's a single star system this is this is how we're releasing the beta of star citizen if it was like a much smaller project i think people would be like okay this is a cool little beta yeah um so it's it's obviously got a, a tiny amount of its planned features and everything and it's it is alpha very much so um but i'm just saying that if you were if, if it was repackaged and released and you were like oh, okay this is this is kind of cool if it were a new player and you didn't know anything about star citizen you hadn't known it's been being developed for like 10 years um <laughs> yeah i can see it. it's like a it's like a nice little pocket of gameplay right now there's a little stability yes. issues but it's definitely it's at a place where like somebody could jump in and get a solid day's worth of game like i remember a couple years ago you could be like yeah you you'd get like two to three hours of gameplay but it might not be that great like now you could tell and you someone, might only have two to three frames yeah yeah exactly um i love the shirt by the way i got a glimpse of it <laughs> oh yes it is beautiful for anybody who's just listening it is it is the uh thomas the tank but as a tank with uh, somebody <laughs> riding inside I, well, it used to be called the Fat Controller, but I don't think he's called the Fat Controller anymore. So I think that is uh, fat shaming. I don't know. So I think he's like Tubby Boy or something. Just the <laughs> controller now. Just we. I, he might, he, I was going to say he might be called Gordon or something, but I think that's another one of the engines. Oh, uh, Gordon. Um, I could see a Gordon driving a driving a tank like that. But regardless, out of the segue um, or out of the distraction. So for for a new player who's coming in. And trying out the game and getting into 316, like, yeah, it's it's got it's got some good stuff to play. But backing out to where yeah. backers are looking and looking at some of the things that have happened recently. So, like, let's talk about CitizenCon 
good news and also some a little disappointing news coming out of that. Um, some of the new ship releases have maybe got some people feeling a little not as happy. And um, just the general vibe around the, the community. You know it ebbs and flows. We've got our cycles. And right now, I think a lot of the things that are hurting people are... are specific. I think the Cutlass Steel honestly really got people going that one and do you think do you think the odyssey was people more angry about the odyssey or more angry about the cutlass steel well the cutlass steel wasn't out yet right uh that's a good point well obviously the uh, cutlass well, still being cutlass people angry about the odyssey. Viable, i suppose i think i think the cutlass steel probably lived probably received fr- some some life force from the odyssey disappointment Okay, nice what you mean. Yeah, um, I, I think the whole month of December kind of felt like that because you had, I liked Luminalia, to be honest. I liked what they did with it. I think that there were a couple missteps there, but people did have some problems with things that happened during, during Luminalia. And then 316 also lost some of its features, plus the Odyssey, and then they cut the steel. I think it all kind of compounded a little bit. Um, so I, I do think that maybe it felt that December was a bit rushed. And obviously, we got a, a relatively gutted 3.16 release, which was effectively the 3.15 branch with a, a couple of features added onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I would have preferred and, and prefer that scenario of a um, more gutted 3.15 build than a broken 3.16 build um, over the sort of holiday period. Because um, I, I never want to go back to the place where Star Citizen is prohibitively broken. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was it's, not um, it was not fun getting a patch at the end of December and then waiting three weeks to see if the major yeah. problems get fixed. I think that's that's one obviously one of the reasons that they had to push Xeno Threat because um, it was it was broken um, originally. But um, yeah, I think um, okay, I, I like the Umanalia. I liked I liked the little packages they had on the floor, even though people got upset that they got nerfed. Right, um, but I think that. The problem is, is they shouldn't have nerfed them. They should have probably reduced the amount that spawned, or they should have had the lower value to start with, um, but uh, not nerf the amount uh, that they each package gives you because that just to upset people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people were upset about the the calendar stuff. Like I really liked that. I thought the good little gifts. I know some people were like, "Oh, this looks awesome." Oh, it's a wallpaper. <laughs> oh yeah, it's only little little calendar <laughs> gifts. Come on. Um, uh, I, I think they could have. I think they could have done that part a little bit. Uh, not the not the wallpaper, but definitely the um, uh, thing with the hovercraft probably could have been done a little bit better. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, I, uh, I I I was I was fine with it. I yeah. just I'm glad that it wasn't like a loot box opening with each calendar door. Mm. I was like, oh no, this is this is a bad sign for the future. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, th- I thought December and Luminali were pretty good. I'm cool. pretty chill. I mean, I, th- I think the thing that upset me the most over that whole period was the um, Ares Ion um, getting changed. Right. Saying, I love my Ion. Yeah, so um, I never really got that that deep into that. But the idea being that uh, the, the Ion was sold as this um, precise anti-capital class fighter, right? Not, not, a, not something that could tussle with the smaller fighters, but they wanted to nerf it and bring it more in line with what they had described it as, right? And some people feel like they didn't go about doing that the right way. Yeah, I mean, and so very much the my my idea of the ship and obviously how it was basically originally sold was a accurate, high damage, slow rate of fire um, laser cannon. 
Uh, so, and, and obviously, if a light fighter or a medium fighter gets very close to you, um, you, you can't really keep up with them. You can't really hit them very much um, with, with your big gun. Um, however, now when one flies directly at you and you fire, your gun will still miss them. Um, and it's just like, oh, and it fires really fast, and it's got it's got low, much lower alpha damage, and yeah. it's it's just not, it just doesn't excite me anymore. It's like, okay, it's been balanced, and it will probably change and get rebalanced again and again and again. And right. that's part of Star Citizen, obviously, especially at the moment when we haven't got physicalized components even. Um, but uh, I do think it was that, that sort of disappointed me. I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't what I wanted at all. Right. Well, I wanted to go back to what we were just talking about before the ion which is kind of just the vibe that's going on with the community right now your your feelings of star citizen now versus other times in january which is already a slow month um it sounds like you're pretty you're pretty gung-ho about it though like things are looking pretty good uh i mean i mean star citizen continues to be developed um they're making a, a huge amount of money and they've got loads of plans and I think Star Citizen's in a really stable place. Um, and every month is another month towards a more released game. And um, the development is very slow, but I'm always relatively upbeat and optimistic because I genuinely am excited for every little bit of content they release for the game. Um, so really uh, does. I'm not sure I'm not sure how good my critical analysis of the game is when I'm sort of like always quite excited about every yeah. little bit of it. That's yeah, um, that's kind of it's <laughs> uh people i mean you've gotten this no doubt but like people will say oh you're you're so vi you're so biased you never talk negatively about the game and i'm like well that's because i follow the game because i'm excited about it um and that, you mentioned the that's things because they don't watch my videos when i am negative about right it, and yeah they just watched my positive video that this been like me talking about a feature that i'm really excited about yeah and they go oh you're a shill well it's like well i love star citizen but i get annoyed at things they do and things i don't like and sometimes the way that the company's inefficient or miss the mark with something yeah so. yeah i think people miss that the people who say that stuff kind of miss the point that you can make a positive video and still have negative points in it you can't just read yeah, yeah. the headline of a video and be like oh this person's always positive so but yeah that's i think what it is is that i have a innate bias that i do believe the game is going to be a great game both mm -hmm. Squadron 42 and Star Citizen, that they will release within my lifetime. <laughs> and um, and there will be a large portion of content and gameplay there that I really love. And obviously some that I don't, which I will then avoid. And I won't do the gameplay roles that I don't enjoy. Right. Um, but uh, I, because I genuinely believe that, when I talk about any of the features or even delays, right, I've got it in mind that well, it's all par for the course. I mean, there is obviously going to be delays. There is obviously... I'm going to be these problems uh, and they'll as we've seen historically work through them the mm -hmm. the thing is with star citizen it is a very slow burn project there is a it's a marathon not a sprint and there's a lot more um time and development that needs to go into the game before it's finished yeah yeah it's a good point so looking at the way that people are are seeing the game then let's talk a little bit about the press because they're always a fun topic and they've always got great things to say. Um, recently, I actually, you put a video out about this. Uh, they did their whole who has the worst business model thing. And I was reading through it and I was just like, eh. I, I had I had trouble <laughs> reading through it. But something that keeps on coming to my mind, and this is something that I realized in the last six months or so. And it came up back when they did the whole land 
land claim thing. I think it came up with during the, the beta mm-hmm. last summer. But just this idea that the press kind of is helpful to the community when it comes to putting pressure on CIG if there needs to be. Um, or if yeah, yeah. there needs to be noise made about something. And many people will say, hey, the press is putting out this stuff. Let's ignore them. Don't talk to them. Don't like have anything to do with them because they won't listen. But I, I, I do feel like the press kind of needs to be on the side of at least the community and more. I, Go ahead. I, I'm very pro um, the press of any description, whether they're pro or anti or have their own bias or whatever, covering star citizen talking about what they want Mm -hmm. um because it brings attention to the game and people can make their own decision after that um it 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 doesn't matter if they're biased to some extent so the video that i did about um massively op i think you're probably referencing Mm -hmm. um where they 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 talked about their their worst business model um i i had a bit of a rant about that but i mean they're they're well within their rights to do that and i sort of think it's important that they do it was i just got annoyed that it's always going to be Star Citizen for the next five years for them, even when there are clearly games with worse um, business models, potentially. And I'm not sure if I should name them as to annoy different members of different communities. Um, but um, there are obviously some very dodgy crypto games. Yeah. Uh, and there's some uh, very dodgy, dodgy land sell games where they sell land for real money. Um, but, and they're uh, they're pretty easy to find too. I mean, like they're they're big yes. in the press. They're, <laughs> these aren't some small random projects that would uh, be out eclipsed by Star Citizen by any means. And I was wondering, do you? So you said the next five years. That's what they're going to be saying. Do you feel like I feel like there's been some change, at least for some publications recently? We've seen, especially yes. videos, things like from Tech Longer, um, the the Linus Tech Tech Group. They did a great one and. Um, Digital Foundry has done some great videos. Do you think we're going to start to see more of that, especially this year with some possibilities coming? So I do think um, that the media over the last 18 months have softened quite a lot to Star Citizen. Um, There's a lot more sort of talking about Star Citizen accolades and where they've hit certain points. Um, uh, I'm not not entirely sure why that is. Um, I have seen a lot of new writers for a lot of publications that haven't previously covered Star Citizen being quite soft on it and sort of like quite, um, not necessarily pro, but neutral about it. Um, uh, and I, I think at some point CIG will start doing a traditional marketing campaign for Star Citizen. When they start doing stuff like that, you'll notice that the publications are a lot more willing to engage in a more friendly way because obviously they're sort of being incentivized to do that. Um, either because other people are excited about it or because they're getting paid in some way to advertise it. Um, so I think there is that there is an element of that um, that you'll start to see a bit of a shift. Um, and I think that just as Star Citizen generally gets more and more um, developed, um, people see it rather than any form of scam or this is a ridiculous project, as they're actually given enough time and money, they will actually be able to do it. Um, and, and you saw there's also this a load of games which are pretty shoddy and trash that were supposed to be quite exciting, like AAA games, that I think people have got a bit of fatigue. Uh, oh, so we've been told that these games are going to be good and they're terrible or yeah. broken. Um, like Battlefield 2042, for example, I, I still enjoy it, even though it's a bit broken and there's a lot of problems with it. Mm-hmm. But I think people wanted a fully polished game. Um, so I, I just think people are sort of like, well, actually, I'm, I'm willing to give Star Citizen a chance. You think this is the year for it? 
like is this is this is the game at a good point where it could i don't want to say blow up or anything but we've seen some pretty big momentum i mean they're gonna get probably another record-breaking year right financially and a load more people and the game will come a bit more mainstream i don't think we're gonna see a mainstream um popular star citizen until they either release theaters of war and it's in a good state or they release squadron 42 um then i think that they can have a significantly more mainstream um sort of persistent universe do you think that there's a chance that i was just thinking about this and i ran into the roadblock i'll I'll explain the whole thing i was thinking that what if squadron 42 had ended up coming out like this year and star citizen wasn't ready for the resultant mark or like media blitz right so everybody's playing squadron it's amazing oh well let's try out star citizen it's more of the same right and then they get into it and it's horrible do you think there's going to be a point where squadron 42 could release still too early like say a year and a half from now and star citizen not ready Uh, yeah i see what you mean um that there is certainly there is certainly something to be said for being able to continue the hype onto the actual release of the of the, the mmo of the, of the persistent universe um, and if you can't do that you are going to lose some of those people that would have transferred um but that said i think as soon as people are aware that it's an alpha um and do a bit of research then it's it's going to be um accepted as such that said i mean i do think star citizen will be in a reasonably good place before squadron 42 is released even if squadron magically and mystically releases at the end of this year um uh, what I do think is that before anyone, before we see any form of mainstreamy persistent universe net, or even uh, even a, a larger larger amount of people playing it, mm-hmm. there needs to be a new player experience for Star Citizen's persistent universe, of which there is none. Yeah, yeah, it's god awful. I'm really hoping <laughs> that they. I, I'm really hoping they fix the starter ships. I really want to see some gold passes yeah. on the starter ships. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking by not having a, a, new, a new game experience because it, obviously it's contained on the website and other content creators produce a load of tutorials. Um, but you want to be able to do it all in game and understand it all in game and test all the gameplay out in game and have a little bit of signposting and a tiny bit of handholding. And by gold pass, do you mean just being able to get the ship back immediately and um, the, them being um, just updated so they're just a bit better than the. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like a, a newcomer to like get a Mustang and be like, okay, I could run a box mission on this. You know, it's not, I'm not yeah. guessing yeah. on whether or not this is going to work or, or they will always have all of the buttons physicalized and the switches know where they are. Like the little things that we get with these newer ships are super nice. I feel like beginners should be getting that. They should be getting the absolute best Star Citizen has to offer. No, you're, I think you're right. I think that the ships they should prioritize are Squadron 42 ships and and then starter ships. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fair. For sure. Because um, so, you're, you're, you're right, I, I forget about that because obviously I don't use starter ships that much. Um, but that's very elitist of me. And you should have, <laughs> those starter ships should be um, the most developed and the most sort of like um, clicky and tactile and, and gold past. Yeah. yeah. I hope we see another starter ship this year. I, I know some people have said like maybe... N- it doesn't necessarily need to be something that's completely different, but I would like to see something that's just a little diversified. Give people another choice in terms of that bottom line. Because right now it's still, I think, the Aurora, the Mustang, um, the I think the 100i is still more expensive. The Pisces is 50 Do you know what ships are at that $45 baseline? 
I thought it was just the Aurora and the Mustang uh, at forty uh, at the lower end of especially with packages. Yeah, that um, might it might just be for the packages, and then if they do like special sales, you'll get a discounted Nomad or something. But I think it's just those two ships, and I I'd really like if at the very least those two ships were updated, or there was another one for people coming in. I do like see I I always like the Avenger Titan, but. If you want to buy the game at the cheapest possible value, you do want to grab a, an Aurora MR or a, or a Mustang Alpha. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to incentivize people really to spend any more money on the game than they have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice because the Aurora Titan package is the price of a normal game. So for anybody who's just looking at Star Citizen, you, know, you kind of buy it thinking that. But yeah, the, it's, it's kind of the, the Titan is that perfect ship that's just a little more expensive than I feel comfortable telling people right off the bat. Yeah, well, it's because you can it's because you can get it in game even now. That's the thing. Um, and if you're like, oh, I want to start with something better. Well, why don't you play the game with your starter ship and get the money to buy that ship mm -hmm. using the gameplay that you hopefully will be enjoying? Right. Um, I've started to with I think definitely by the end of this year, I'll be more settled on this. But as we've started with. um. 315 yeah with like the medical and inventory stuff and now mining is you know multi-crew mining is working out fairly well i'm almost considering telling newcomers to start out crewing on somebody else's ship not even think about running missions on their own ship if it was quicker and easier to find a group to do that with randomly when you just joined in if like it didn't have to be in an org or anything mm -hmm. like there's a bulletin uh, board like at a... the space stations or something yeah yeah or something like that i think that would be a fantastic idea because i genuinely think that one of the ways that you can get around having tutorials in game is by having players teach other players and just getting involved um with, with some things like that but you need accessibility to that i mean i think being able to have missions where you're crewing in an, a, uh, an ai or npc ship that's flying around and just being a turret gunner and stuff like yeah. that that's a good um, sort of experience um, that they could easily put in the game that would teach you a load of stuff yeah um, i think that would be great because there's a popular saying, I think it, I think I mostly hear it at Info Runners, but that uh, right now a lot of playing the game is actually playing the website. So like you go to the website, like for the new yeah. players guide, like you said, or for the uh, Luminalia stuff, I think Astropub was saying, it would be nice if they started to bring that stuff more into the game and allowed people to group up. I was, I was surprised that our group play system hasn't improved that much in the last couple of years. I mean, if you already know the people and everything, it, it's pretty good and pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I, d I do hear, especially with Jumptown, a load more people on comms constantly, just randomly talking, and I actually engage people in conversation, mm -hmm. and then realize that my microphone's not working in game, and it's a bit annoying, um, or something like that. But um, th th there are a lot of systems in place. There could just be little tweaks and a little, few other little things to really make a, a bit more community and a bit more sort of... Um, player engagement with each other because that's what you want you want players that wouldn't normally play with each other to actually talk with each other right and as they keep bringing in some of these newer features things like the medical system or the inventory system or maybe even like the the cargo refactor later this year i feel cig is going to start to notice more of these little problems that bug people on a daily basis like you know like you say jump towns in now people are noticing more comms problems maybe that'll lead to more of these small things getting fixed that that people are really asking for yeah yeah but yeah i mean if they can i think they do 
have teams working specifically on um, player experience and quality of life. Yeah. I think that one of the major sort of umbrellaed features that they've got planned for, I think, 3.17 is player uh, the player experience with loads of like tall tippy type things and, and potentially tutorial type stuff-ish. Um, so okay. hopefully that will be a nice, um, nice little update. Yeah, I know we've been seeing like player experience, cockpit experience kind of mm-hmm. things on the release view over the last couple of years that have been getting pushed back. Is that that's something that's on the 3.17 branch? Well, yes, I mean, you're going to see general player experience improvements for every patch, but oh, yeah. as a specific feature, they have player interaction experience um, as, a, as a feature on 3.17. That's awesome. So it's a, I hope a that lo- stays in. load of features bundled together. Um, That's good. Well, talking about future features then, getting mm-hmm. into the exciting questions, what is, what is, and, you know, disregarding like server meshing or Gen 12 or the quantum system, like the big given answers what is something that's really you feel like is going to really push the game forward this year that is tentative obviously nothing's confirmed but um i think potentially uh, the cargo um refact is probably one of the largest things Mm -hmm. um because that you got sort of persistent hangers and the cargo refactor um and sort of more of the game's economy coming online and if you can start looting people's ships, if you can start more sort of readily and take all their cargo and um, you can start transferring cargo and there's costs and associated with it and you actually get a more expanded com- uh, economy that sort of works a bit better, that's, that gets people to play the game because there's more reasons to play the game and all of the sort of like gameplay features are then supported by each other and sort of more interconnected. Um, one of the things I was upset that didn't make 3.16's release was the... Um, uh, quanta stuff the the dynamic universe sim stuff that was going to um, have the uh, price of uh, repair and um, fuel dynamic and encounters di- um, sort of controlled by the, the the quanta system yeah but i think that's probably going to be like a 3.18 feature with the cargo refactor i mean roughly I mean, um if these sort of features turn up and i think so- that's sort of like a lot of people are going to be more excited about salvage but i'm excited about salvage but i think that the cargo system refactor and persistent hangers does push the game further. I mean, we're kind of hoping that could the, the cargo refactor will affect salvage too, and then we can move things around physicalized from from one ship to another when we're salvaging stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So so the cargo refactor is a definite big one. Um, do you think that we're going to see? anything big on the org side of things this is something that i get questions about a lot and i have no i don't know i don't know why we haven't like that the org features um i there's tiny little improvements that should have been in the game years ago for org features um so seeing your org members as a different color um Mm -hmm. having people's org affiliation shown when you scan them or when you select them um things like that but also being able to potentially have um, shared ships and orc hangers and um, things uh, just and then there's millions of other little things um but um i don't know why they're not in the game like it, uh, to me that's so important so essential in an mmo or an exp- a, a game where you're trying to get groups together mm-hmm. um I, I, I don't know why it, it, i keep on thinking it would be the, it will be the next patch where i just put it in yeah um but uh i'm not, not sure why they haven't it's 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 one of those things because as an org, you don't really want to, like, you want to let everybody have fun and 
play the game as much as they want to be played. But at the same time, you're also like, okay, well, your player's organization, your player's reputation is going to affect your org reputation, but that's not in the game yet. And so I'm always thinking like, when is it that we're going to have to flip that switch where all of these orgs are going to have to start considering the missions they take because it, or all these players are going to have to consider the missions they take because it affects their org. Um, And are they going to be able to balance the amount of gameplay available to people when they do that? That a lot of these changes that we've been thinking about, like, um, uh, gosh, like the quantum system for one, I keep looking at it and I'm like, well, if there's not enough missions in the background to make this worthwhile, could that be why they're holding it off? Do you think that? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you on that. And that's probably, probably why. Um, just be more, more work than it's worth to implement it right now for, for less gain. Well, I do think that if they had tried to implement that in 3.16, we'd have a, a much more buggy experience than we currently have yeah. after the game now. Yeah, I just don't true. think there was enough time to get it in. That's fair. Yeah. it's it. We were saying it earlier in the podcast for those who are listening, and 3.16 being a light patch while disappointing, and you know, while it's kind of a bummer that some of the stuff got pushed out and it's, it's a relatively small, this has also been a very tough time of the year because January is light. And that last patch kind of gets dropped and then left. So it's it's good that they're able to do something a little lighter, especially after a big patch like 315 and let the stability, I guess, reset for the year, you can almost say. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about the big feature that you would be, you know, looking forward to pushing the game forward. This one might be a little bit more hard, but what is something that you feel could ruin the year for Star Citizen? Um, I mean, obviously, delays and uh, problems with the implementation of some of the features. Like, if, for example, if they don't get salvage in this year, I mean, that will be oh. the most delayed and announced feature um, that they've, they've ever had. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, if they don't communicate properly, because Cloud Imperium have a, they're pretty good at communication at the moment, uh, but they have gone and slipped previously into poor communication of phases mm-hmm. um we don't know how the um new squadron 42 centric uh, development sort of stra- uh, release strategy is going to affect what we're going to see in 2022 yet um so the next couple of roadmap updates um especially during january um should um we should be able to work out what the sort of release goals um and the sort of um focus for cloud imperium is so um hopefully that will Give us some indicators if they're they're on the right track, or if it's going to be an exciting year or a or a droughty year. Um, I mean, they they're not a junior company anymore. They've been making this game for ten years. They're expanding their studios massively. Um, could there be problems if they try and expand their studio? They get over leveraged. There's more lockdowns. Yes, that, I mean that that's a genuine worry to me. Um, but. I suppose we sort of have to wait and see with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. This, um, I got to say, this is probably the most uncertain year I, I've been. This is the most uncertain I've been at the beginning of a year since like, uh, since like 3, 3.0 was dropping, I would say. I, I feel like there's a lot okay, yeah, yeah. going on that can define the future of this project as almost, it almost, I wouldn't say it feels like the 2014 sort of time period with the planet stuff, but I feel like Star Citizen's at kind of a 
the teetering point of being just the game that everybody is looking at, like is excited for this, this amazing space MMO and also trying to be something more, which I think it was Tyler who uh, commented on this with somebody else. I think it was the, the Linus Tech Tips video I was talking about where he referred to it as a universe sim instead of a space sim. And yeah. we've seen different things that kind of point towards there's definitely an expansion of, of this game that's happening sort of in like the foundations boat parameters and stuff like that and like the different ai systems that they're doing and all that and i feel like this year has really gotten to a point where i'm like i have i have no idea where we're going to end it um my main concern is the marketing i don't know how you've felt about the way that marketing has changed over the last couple of years have you noticed a change or well yeah i mean if you look at the metrics uh, as well so I know some people don't like a load of the marketing changes, but it makes them a lot more money. Yeah. And it's hard to argue with that. It especially is. Especially when they're a company that are trying to, trying to fund their game. So. It, yeah, it works very well for them. And that's probably where the biggest disagreement in the community is going to come from, is that a lot of people are going to look at the success of what they're doing and say, this is working. This is what I want to see. Keep building this and keep the money coming in. Whereas some people are going to look at it and say, hey, you know what? We've got a good vision here. Um, we've got a group of people. Let's not try to keep growing at, at a crazy rate and uh, not try to keep making money. And there's, I feel like there's going to be a pretty big split there in the community. I do think there's there's a, a contingent uh, of the community, or at least uh, people that only occasionally follow Star Citizen, that will say, um, stop building spaceships, stop funding the game and just build it. Right. Um, obviously, I think that's a, a sort of a relatively ridiculous thing to say personally, but I do think that a large m amount of people think that. Yeah. Um, they, they, don't, they do not like the monetization model of Star Citizen mm -hmm. and sort of never have. Um, whereas I don't think we would have seen Star Citizen be able to uh, become the game that it's trying to become without it. Definitely. And I think there's a there's a huge spectrum. I'm just starting to kind of realize that there's this huge spectrum between those people who are saying, hey, stop building ships, stop putting in new features, just work on the game. And the people who say, you know what, keep following what's working, keep doing what CIG is good at, and keep building whatever it is that people want to see. Um, I certainly fall somewhere in the middle there, but I think there's a huge swath of the community who doesn't actually know where they want this game to end up, you know? Yep. They're just kind of along for the ride. And that seems pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think I think we all all of us have a different idea about all the different features in game and how they're going to evolve, right? And what we actually want from them. And we can't all be right about that. So there's going to be a load of features that are different from how we expect, and we do not enjoy because of that. Um, so I think that's just an interesting thing that we have not really resolved yet. Is that well? How is salvage going to be in the end? How is mining going to be in the end? How are all these mechanics going to be in the end? And am I going to enjoy them or not? Yeah. And we've talked um, at length. Everybody has talked at length about how this is a different game from normal games. You know, people will be like, oh, well, this game was in development for five years. This game was in development for three years. This game, you know, had all the features figured out and Yada, 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 all that stuff. This is clearly a different scenario, though. Star Citizen's being built alongside the community so everybody can see everything. 
is it still working? And I mean, they're making money, so obviously it's still working. Do you feel like they've been able to stick by their original mission to do that? Or have they had to sort of change things up because they realized that building this game out in the open like this doesn't work? In, it, it, it was a bit idealistic. I mean, I think um, CIG are constantly evolving and changing the way that they, they do stuff. I think sometimes they hit the mark and sometimes they miss it. Uh, I do think they're genuinely getting better. Um, do I agree with everything they do um, each month? Nope. Uh, do I agree with a lot of it? Yeah, or at least I can see reasons behind it. Um, if I was making the game, the game would be very different and much worse. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they're doing... I mean, I, I've come from covering the game for many years now, and, and it's hugely different from their inefficiencies pre-2016. Oh my God. Um, so uh, they've... They've just a million times better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes they miss the mark. Sometimes they don't communicate properly with the community. Sometimes they um, could have handled stuff in a better way. Um, but uh, I think overall, it's it's reasonably good. Um, I do want people to criticize them or or say they like something or don't like something or whatever whenever they see it because I think that's important mm -hmm. and I do think that um, helps. Um, even if it's uh, not a popular opinion. As long as it's done civilly, I do think it actually helps um, add to the melting pot and give more ideas that, that people can then discuss. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I think this is a this is a great talk. I, I kind of want to finish off though. Let's see. I wanted to talk to you about. Um, oh, what is what is? I guess this is a good way to stop it or to to finish things off. What is the main thing that you want to do in the game? Because. I think most people just know you as reporting, but clearly you have some interest that brought you to Star Citizen. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I used to play a lot of EVE uh, and uh, a lot of other sort of um, economy-based MMOs and farming MMOs. Uh, I quite like um, industry and games. Um, so um, stuff really for Star Citizen, it's base building, um, sort of, and then being able to exploit the resources in those areas. So I'll be doing lots of um, large-scale mining, uh, base building, and uh, resource extraction on planets. That's the sort of stuff I'm mainly interested in farming, um, uh, that sort of stuff. L less combat stuff. However, I'm still incredibly excited for um, capital ship fleet battles, boarding, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I will do a bit of everything, mm -hmm. um, especially because I will be covering that on my, on my channel. But... Um, yeah, it's it's mainly industrial and, and economy-based stuff. I think for Zin, um, my editor, she's really into medical gameplay and sort of like wants to do medical rescue stuff. And you know, from like Cyberpunk, um, the trauma team. Um, yeah, the, yeah, literally the trauma team. That's 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 what she'd love to be. Yeah, that would be cool. That's mm -hmm. all. That's and that's like the the magic. Ah, oh, the magic of this game. Just like everybody can come in and be like, "This is what I want to do," and. Well, with Trauma Team, you can kind of do that now in-game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you can come on in there to a rescue beaten, just shoot everybody in the room if you <laughs> like to, and then ask, who needs to be healed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy I just shot. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. I've definitely done that a, a, a couple times already. But yeah, it's like, like you said, you want to be an industrial person. Um, I want to be a, a data broker. And... You know, I okay. I think that's part of what really like makes this game special is I never even thought of being a data broker in a game, right? I I knew like it was a thing for a while and I've seen it in a couple of games and then it got to like, I think it was Mass Effect 2. 
shadow uh, shadow broker. And it was like this really cool setup and all this stuff. And I saw that and I got this dream in my head of doing that in a game, but never there was a game I could do it. And then I came across Star Citizen and suddenly the possibility was there. But the same way that you want to, you know, build bases, Zen wants to be trauma team. Somebody else wants to be fuel rats. The options of doing that stuff in this game is just, ah, I love it. But anyways, I think that about wraps it up for today. Um, this has been a good talk board. Thank you so much again for coming in and giving your opinions on kind of where star citizen is and what's going on with the game and the community as a whole. Uh, everybody knows you, like I keep saying, but for those who don't, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and what you do for the star citizen community? Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, um, youtube.com forward slash board game UK. Uh, and I cover star citizen news and, uh, talk about all the upcoming features and the roadmap and, um, what's happening in the community, whether that be drama, or if that be sort of interesting articles, whatever, sort of cover um, Star Citizen as a one-stop shop and even occasionally have some lore videos and that sort of stuff on there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for, for having me. It's genuinely uh, lovely to talk to you. Of course, um, man. I had to have the OG. And, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, 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 I love, I, I, I think that's really nice that people think um, that I am sort of grandfather's Star Citizen content creator, uh, but um, there are some other fantastic content creators out there, oh, like absolutely. yourself as well, sir. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that more and more people are, are coming into the, the game and covering it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's just great that the game's getting big enough that more people can, that there's actually stuff to cover. Yeah. That's, that's the best yeah. part, honestly. And it's been good. Well, everybody, again, thanks for coming to episode 32 of the Launch Sequence Podcast. I've been your host, Keenan. And uh, we're getting started off with a great 2022. A lot of good news going on. The Patreon system has been revamped. So if you'd like to check that out, please make sure um, to hit the links down in the show notes or the video description. I promise, I promise you, you're going to like what you see. But besides that, we'll have the normal stuff coming to YouTube. Got a couple tutorials, events going on. The org is active and uh, the podcast is, is going. So I'll see you guys for next week. We have another good talk going on with the Daymar Rally coming up. And I'm just looking forward to a good year. But uh, Board Gamer, if you'd like to sign us off and tell everybody, see you next time. And um, we'll have a good one, everyone. Thanks very much for watching. I p- appreciate you all being here. Love you loads. And see you next time. Peace.